the best boys, a film podcast, an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buff, and the cringiest bingers. I am your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer, Corey with a story. Welcome back, everybody, to another fun-filled adventure where we talk about the ex-presidents. I don't know who your favorite of mine, big Nixon man, not a crook, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nixon, uh who's your favorite president? Uh man, I just like uh I just said Nixon because on the poster he's uh, in is the he bottom your favorite? I mean, yeah, like is that your favorite president of all time? Uh no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think no. I, I think I might be a, a, a I I like the idea of William Howard Taft being so big he's stuck in a in a bathtub and I Yeah, the, I want a Taft baller. mask. Um, yeah, I feel like it's pretty, pretty baller. Yeah, this did make me think about the the thing uh, of you know the presidential masks. Like they, there's one, I remember they had the Obama masks and the this George W. Bush mask and and yeah, I think they even made Trump ones. They just I didn't see him as much. Um, yeah, but yeah, I want to have a Jimmy Carter. I'll bring it back, you know. Um, mm. But yeah, so uh, my favorite of the movie, I would, yeah, I'm gonna pick Jimmy Carter. We'll we'll get to that. I don't want to spoil spoil that too much, even though it's already on the screen over there uh, for our video viewers. Um, but all right, well we're back with Best Boys, and if that's not a little bit of a hint, uh, if we didn't tell you last week, this is episode three, part three of Boomfest. Boom, 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 and we are bringing you a double feature. Of epic proportions, totally radical proportions. The uh, Biggs is back with uh, Catherine Bigelow. She's back. Catherine the Biggs Bigelow. I don't know. She's uh, she's on the podcast for the first time. I guess. Yeah, she's she's here <laughs> for the first time. Um, and uh, I thought I was trying to think. So honestly, we've done so many. We're at a point in episodes. Where I am starting to uh, lose track of what we've done and what we haven't, um, which is cool. Yeah, no, I'm in the exact same way. Every time, uh, every time you bring up a movie that like, and you're like, "Did we do it for a podcast?" That I have to like start cycling back, and I can only ever get to like the last like maybe ten weeks, and then I have no, I can't remember. I have to like look at the titles to see. Yeah, what we've and done. then it's like if you when you're watching other movies, you don't know what you watched for pleasure, and I mean it's mm-hmm. all for pleasure. But, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah. So, this is somebody that I've wanted to do for a while. This is uh, somebody whose films I've wanted to see for a while. And I figured that Boomfest was the best vehicle uh, to uh, to introduce her to the podcast. So, welcome, Catherine Bigelow. Ah! I'm, gonna have, I'm telling you, I'm going to get drops someday. Someday we're going to have drops. And uh, I will be good at it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Catherine Bigelow and she is definitely known for action movies and I have her filmography up and, and just taking a look here. Um, have you, what have you, what have you seen? Have you seen any of her films previously? Going into this, the only movie I had seen was the Hurt Locker. I've heard wow. about Zero Dark Thirty and saw a ton of trailers for it at the time because it was heavily advertised, but, uh, cause it was, uh. It, it was it came up at because Hurt Locker she got an Academy Award for so it was like a big deal when Zero Dark Thirty came out, uh, but no I've only only seen the Hurt Locker so this is all it's all new to me. Yeah, I have not seen any of her movies, 
And this is, I don't know if this is the first time or one of the first times. I mean, did, I don't know if I saw Rancher's Link later. No, I did, because he did School of Rock and shit. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's somebody, been somebody, somebody's going to have to go back in the archives and let me know um, if there was an episode that I didn't see anything. But this is definitely one. Um, and somebody, like I said, has been excited to see. In particular for me, Point Break has always been an interesting um, movie uh, style-wise that I've wanted to check out. And uh, I did not. I was not disappointed. These were two solid action films, thoughtful, stylish action films, um, and uh, yeah, did not disappoint. So I, I, as far as what I've heard of or been familiar with, uh, obviously Zero Dark Thirty, The Hurt Locker, as you you've seen. Um, I, I have heard of K nineteen, The Widowmaker, and I have heard of Blue Steel because um, I remember seeing it in uh like the hollywood video the rental video place um where we lived um that was honestly how i cataloged so many movies um the ones that i never knew is because of not because of like advertisements is just walking through the rental and looking at all the covers and just remembering that cover remembering that cover blue steel does have a cover that kind of looks um very similar to other things um but i'm pretty sure that i've seen that um, the cover, not the movie. So, Point Break. I figure we should start chronologically since this is a uh, there's no special thing around this. And uh, what? So, you, did you not know about Point Break? So, I I've always known about the movie Point Break because it's referenced in a lot of things. Um, the one thing that comes to mind is uh the big wave thing on Rocket Power. Uh definitely Oh my god, Rocket Power. Yeah, I did not realize how much Rocket Power uh takes from this movie. The uh it, it, but I I didn't even know that this was Catherine Bigelow until a few years ago. Um I I I don't even know why or whatever. I just remember talking to somebody and we were talking about filmography stuff and uh someone said that it that she did point break as as well i was like really i had no idea because one i didn't think she was that old and two uh the movie is it's in a genre that is uh especially of the time predominantly dominated by male directors mm -hmm. uh and it being such a a staple like action movie of that like era uh is incredible how it stands out now watching it this was one of the funnest movies I've seen in a while. And uh, it was, well, first off, as soon as I saw the two hour runtime, it started getting me going, uh, both excitement and sexually, because anything that's two hours and less now is a, gets two thumbs up off the bat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, gives it, it definitely gives it a bonus, a bonus score. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. And, um, but man, this was uh, so well paced, so, so much. Uh, so much interesting. Keanu Reeves has so much range in this movie. I I've never. I feel like I haven't seen a movie with him that he has this much range in. Because his older stuff, or I'm not older. I mean his newer stuff that he's older in. You know, he's, you're pretty much just getting the same Keanu. Uh, and the early early stuff that I've seen is stuff. You know, it's like Bill and Ted or whatever, where it's just you know he's just playing uh like a uh uh you know an L.A stoner guy or whatever but uh this was super good this the performances across the board fantastic gary Busey steals the show for me um patrick swayze is awesome and uh and i love that the i i was when it got to the end of the movie i was just like i thought it was one of the things where like it end it ends uh where the good guys lose and uh and i was still satisfied with the actual ending but man it's just, i was like in i was so into how the how this movie was 
Um, so I, uh, well, just to, you know, continue on what you're t- saying, I honestly, I love the movie. Uh, I definitely love the movie, but as far as Keanu's performance, I think this is an example of some of his early stuff where he is pretty stiff and he, I mean, he, and he kind of delivers line and it's funny cause he delivers some lines like the, the same way in the matrix, um, and things like that uh, when he's in agent mode. Um, but I did appreciate how in the beginning, you know, when he's, he slowly transforms, like his accent becomes more dude, like, as the movie progresses and he spends more time with the surfers. And then in the epilogue, he is like, so like free and like, yeah, bro, you you can catch that wave. Uh, and it's like, geez, geez, man. Um, uh, but he like gets woke, you know, to, to the lifestyle. And, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, this movie's so iconic. I think iconic is the perfect, a word to describe it because style wise it um it, it, it's like of its time but is timeless at the same time you know time 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 um you know what i mean though like it it is it's both of those things like it's like the no- early 90s late 80s as fuck like mm-hmm. through and through but at the same time it is so freaking cool like it it uh i don't know it kind of transcends all that yeah, the I mean the whole everything in the movie I find so timeless just because like nothing is really that much different now other than just some technology things. But for the most part, like this is still applicable to like stuff today and the way that it's like mapped out and planned out um, with like how the heists and stuff are in uh, like how the investigative stuff. There's a ton of time skips that are just like they're given throwaway lines to just let you know how long the it's been since the last scene, um, which I kind of wish it was a little tighter, but, uh, but it's just, it works so well. It's, um, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, like some of the scenes in heat, like the, the high scenes in heat, the, the, the bank, the one bank robbery scene at the end of this really reminded me of, uh, cause like when shit starts going South or whatever. And, uh, it's just like, it's, it's not, I would Tom say that Sizemore the, is in the movie also who is in heat. He's a small role. Uh, who does he play on this? I don't remember what he looks like. He, Tom Sizemore is the guy, um, he's the undercover cop that is with, An- you know, the Red Hot, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Oh, guy. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah. Anthony okay, Kiedis the is, is a drug man, uh, and they're all in the house together, and they have a shitload of guns. Yeah, 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 okay, so he's the guy that, from the DEA screaming at them. He's for like, yeah, you fucked up my boss, I've been undercover. Okay, got it, yeah. 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 So um, he, I, I did think about, I did note that to myself, like, oh, wow. He's, he's like in the same kind of fucking movie. Um, did he come before this? Yeah. No, he does after. It's like three years gotcha. later, I think. Um, gotcha. Something like that. Um, yeah. There's just so much to like about this. There's so, uh, uh, just like uh, off the, off the, the beginning of it, you know, you don't really spend too much time really uh in the beginning or whatever they just show keanu doing his his gun runs that he's famous for um which is cool because it's just shown that he's like you know crazy good accurate shooter which comes into play on why he misses later or whatever um but uh it really just gets right into it i love dr cox uh in this uh his real name being john c uh, mcginley yep john c mcginley uh i think i i love the relationship there i like uh, as soon as uh Keanu gets in there and he's just like saying what he wants to hear until he sees a donut and then it just immediately all all uh with Dr. Cox all credibility is out the out the window. Um 
but uh, the only thing I didn't like about this, I think, uh, for the most part, is Johnny Utah is such a cheesy name. Well, it's that's part of the style to me. Is it's like there's so many cheesy, like cliche things. Um, yeah. That, like I feel like that that uh, when people make fun of cheesy action movies, that this movie has some of those tropes. God, the ending, like just let me go, man. Just let me yeah. go. Uh, so like, like one time, one more chance, and then I promise that's it. And then he does because they're just bud. You know, they're so they're good buds. Yeah. Um, like, I get it. I, I surf too. I understand. You Go know, like th- you know, honestly, do you know what this movie reminds me of? A what? lot. It is. This has a lot of DNA with John Woo, in my opinion. Um, really, hard boiled for sure has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, similarities to me, in far as like cheesy action, but like actually is so cool because of the style. Like they mm. just like leans into the style, and uh, you know, um, yeah, the gunplay is very chaotic, like John Woo as well. Yeah, uh, it's not choreographed to the degree of, of John Woo, mm. but as far as like. Uh, like there's an emotional weight. There's like a bond between the antagonist or like uh, like the male characters. There's a little homo, mm. just straight up homoerotic uh, kind of a relationship uh, between the two, especially between Swayze and Keanu in this. Um, mm. Just like uh, um, you know Tony and uh, and uh, Chow Yun Fat and um, in Hard Boiled. Um, yeah, I I don't know. That's what made me love it. I was like, wow! Like that was only a couple of years earlier. Um, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, I don't know. I think that there's just a. I think there's a lot of influence there, in my opinion. And it's just like mixing that with like surfer culture, and uh, it's like very L.A. It's very uh, California or whatever. Um, and uh, it kind of establishes some cool, like modern coolness for surfing, and, but also, um, you know, it's like a bank robbery. It's a heist thing going on. Um, I don't know. I think it, it's very, uh, I kind of t- iconic for what it's trying to do. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the uh, the more you're talking about, it, the more I'm just replaying hard boiled in my head, like parts that I can remember, and it's. Uh, yeah, you definitely, you definitely have that feeling of it, and I wouldn't be shocked if it was an like the the action sequences to uh, specifically were like an inspiration on it. Like uh, both, it's like the it's like both to me, like the the emotional side and the 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 action. Um, the action mm. is it's different and definitely in hard boiled, but um, I mean, I think that movie definitely had a lot of influence on a lot of, of American action films because it was kind mm. of like uh, like an inverse of itself, like it was influenced by. Uh, 80s 80s action films and then that kind of influenced that films of the 90s and beyond to this day the what did you uh how did you feel about the um about those time skip moments because that's like my one big critique i think i have of this because I think it, I mean it's for the sake of pacing, and I and I think it does work. But there are moments where it feels like they just showed up the next day to do something, and then someone throws a line about we've been staking this out for three weeks or shit like that. Oh my um, god, I didn't even catch some of that. Um, I mean, I obviously I knew that there was a time skip at the end, <clears throat> and when I knew there was like the training montage, like there was a time skip there. Um, yeah, but I didn't I didn't know that that I didn't honestly notice that. 
like once like the one the big one that stuck out to me was when the the red hot chili peppers guys when they were staking them out like that ended up being uh because uh, you didn't think it was going to be that that they were staking it out that long and then uh dr cox comes in and he's like these guys got uh we have accounts of their whereabouts for the last three months oh uh, yeah yeah been, yeah you're right as if they've been stalking them for like that long and it's uh so the things like that where it feels like like a lot of this oh, movie no, physics I thought takes that meant that they were month. they were trying to trail those guys before. before. Um, because because Doctor Cox was on like the, the 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 cop side at first when the DEA guy was like freaking out, and then the DEA guy says that yeah, well how about oh how could they be robbing this bank when they were in Florida doing this? And then Doctor Cox gets pissed off at uh, at Keanu and and Gary Busey. Uh, so it was like it was like things like that where it was like it, this movie feels like it takes place over the course of like a couple weeks, but in reality it takes place over the course over three like three months, the whole summer at this point. Uh, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's what it's supposed but, to do. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, it works for the pacing of the film, but uh, but it is just kind of I would say it's that is like the messiest part of the movie, uh, which honestly most I feel like most people won't even care about that. Um. But it still works. Like it still works. I don't. I don't think it. Uh, it takes away from it too. Too much. Um. Yeah. I. I agree. Uh. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really bother me. It didn't bother me. I didn't really notice it. Um. I think it just kind of also adds to. It's like from a, a thing of its time. I think a little bit. Yeah. To keep the pace. It's definitely to keep the pace up. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, I do feel like. like I was going to say, because I feel like if I if I'm more aware of the time skips, I, I give a shit more about the relationships built by the characters. But if it feels like this is only over a couple of weeks and it's like harder to sell in my mind, the like how close and tight everybody is so quickly. Um, but like, like I said, this doesn't really I, I think this works regardless. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to like decide how I feel about feel feel about it. Um, but because uh, uh, it's like so much of it is the style and it's time. Um, and it's really hard to separate, um, like what's che- actually cheesy and doesn't work and how much of it does work, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. uh, uh, just in, uh, we briefly just talked about Keanu. You said the cast was all great. Um, Patrick Swayze though, is at the height of his powers, literally sexy wise and uh, performance wise. Um, and then Laura Pretty, um, uh, is in Lori Pretty is in the Lori Petty is in this as well. I always say that wrong. Um, which I don't know if you know what else she is from, but I know as Tank Girl. Um, she's Uh. the lead in Tank Girl and, uh, I always thought she was super cool. And now I understand know how where she you know how she got into Tank Girl. Uh, she's pretty perfect role um, from doing this. I'm sure she's in other things too, but those are the now these are the two things that I will associate with her. Um, but yeah, she's great as well. Though I feel like her character just kind of drops off the second half of the movie uh, a little bit because then she gets yeah. kidnapped and it's like a really long period and then she just disappears she just hugs him i feel like her character is like pretty cool and then it kind of just fades away um and isn't really interesting anymore and becomes just like a prop uh for the movie um, yeah definitely because once that uh, the the heist that they that gary Busey and keanu like intervene on happens like a little over halfway through the movie and then she her character's gone for the whole rest of the film 
Uh, well, well, after I mean, after that heist thing, they have the thing where she finds out he's an FBI agent. But that happens just after halfway point, and then she's gone. I think it's like an hour and 15. Uh, in the last 45, the only time you see her is on that tape thing that he shows him in the van. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is yeah, it does suck. But the because uh, if I kind of wish that they would maybe cut to ha- like the the dude who's keeping her hostage and stuff, just to add a little more tension for the audience uh, or whatever. But at the same time, I guess you're you're just supposed to be so focused on this because this is their perspective and they wouldn't know what's actually going on with her beyond just uh, uh, you know what Patrick Swayze is allowing him to know. Um, I, I guess it works, but it also just kind of it it. It's like they didn't know what else to do with her. Uh so they just wrote her out. Yeah, yeah. And when, like it just becomes so much about Swayze and Keanu, uh Bodie yeah. and Johnny and uh their relationship and just like um there's so many wild lines in this movie uh that stuck in my head afterwards. Uh young, dumb and full of cum, which I've heard before. Yeah. But man, the way Dr. Cox said it was just like, whoa, there's a little bit of gayness on that. And uh, I like it. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, oh God, towards the end, uh, very end. And they're in the plane for the second, the final jump. And, uh, and Patrick Swayze says something like, you want me so bad, it's like acid in your mouth. Or it's like acid on your tongue. Um, I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. It sounds sexy to me, though. It sounded like so, like they're just oh, so in small, yeah. so many guys smoldering looks between the two. Um, and, that, and then after Patrick Swayze jumps out, Keanu Reeves is punching the plane. Go, God, I didn't even get my last kiss goodbye. And yeah, dives out yeah. Well, yeah, yes. Oh, I mean, and then. Uh, so there are, I can't, uh, I think about this movie. I mean, well, I guess we'll get to like specific moments. Um, but, uh, but like that is a thing. Um, the, 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 the relationship is, it's like a key. It's not even about Lori Petty. It's about Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. And uh, the, like the opening scene when they really like fall fully fall for each other and they're at that party and he's just like Mikasa Sukasa bro help yourself and he's like uh talking about Laura Petty is just like his thing. Lori Petty is his thing that she can that he can just, you know, like oh yeah, help yourself to my woman. And uh and then they end up falling in love and all that, but it's just weird weird. It's like she's like the proxy for them to have sex with each other or something. Um, like you've had sex with my girl. It's like having sex with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're Eskimo brothers. Our bond is yeah. deeper. Uh, I, that's yeah. actually a bad term. I think I, uh, I should not say that. Um, my brother. Yeah. I think that's not, a, I think that's a, a racially insensitive term. Oh, the term Eskimo period is not, a, is as a, a white people's term for them. Right, like Inuits, be, in, in, Inuits, Inuit or or uh, yeah, I'm I, I can't even think off the top of my head. Um, I, but but I uh, just think of scrubs. When just Native American Native Americans that are, are from those areas, um, you know. But uh, yeah, that is like yeah, not a not not a good term anymore. Should should they just you say they're cum brothers? Yeah, cum brothers. I don't think it's I don't have to do, like or edit it out. I don't think, but uh, but yeah, they are cum brothers. 
And uh, <laughs> oh, the Wiener Cousins, I think, as I've heard it described. No, that's before. another one. Yeah, yeah, that's Wiener Cousins. One. Um, I like um, Cum Brothers better than Wiener Cousins. Yeah. Um, well, the yeah the the other one I was just I just knew it from Scrubs. Uh, back in the day, uh, is where I like I heard that original term coined. Oh, uh, oh well, I mean, I think it was on, I, it was on I, yeah, back when never Scrubs was on NBC. Um, but, but like I said, but that was also like in the two thousand, like late two thousand. So, all right, well, know. let me let's settle this. Let's settle this right now. The word Eskimo is an offensive term that has been used historically to describe the Inuit throughout their homeland. Uh, Inuit Nunungat in the Arctic regions of Alaska, Greenland, and Canada. There you go. All right. Come brothers it is. Yeah, come come brothers. I'm leaving it in so everyone can learn. We learn then, from us. And then they slap arms and go, Yeah. Camaraderie. Yeah, it's like uh it's like I don't know, was it in Predator or whatever when they when they're like flexing arms on each other? Yeah, that yeah, that's the first Predator. I always think it's from Rocky, but it's actually the, from Predator. No, the only the only uh, thing like shit. The only thing like that that's as sweet, which is a Stallone, it is a Stallone thing, and that's over the top. That's where you get some real big arm guns uh, yeah. clamming together. This, yeah, the, they look at, the 80s are all about pipes. Big yeah, pythons. Big time. Big 22-inch Bo- Boobs and biceps, for sure, in the, in the 80s. Um, but all right, all right. We got to get back on task here. Um, so let's talk about some specific uh, fun moments in the movie. Uh, I want to bring up uh, because I uh, I know this movie being referenced from Hot Fuzz, and uh, when um, the Nick Frost character like talks about shooting up in the sky, he's like, "I have to kill, I have to kill him, but I can't do it, I can't do it, so I just shoot at the sky." Uh, and yeah. that that happens in this movie. Um, um, yeah, the uh, the jumping scenes are really cool. The uh, the the skydiving scenes. Oh, um, super cool. I like was like anxious, not anxious, but like I was tense watching the skydiving scenes for some reason because I was convinced yeah. that they gave like a bad shoot on the second or on the first one uh, that they like intentionally were going to give him a bad shoot. And like it was all a pre-planned thing to swap around all the things where it's like, where's the ball under the cup? But they know. Yeah, he, that was cool. Them. That was a really cool one. I honestly love the scene. It was really beautiful. Um, there was a really cool cinematography in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, stylish, stylish. Also, in in the next movie we're going to talk about, but um, and very different from each other. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I really liked the skydiving scene. The first one was a lot of fun. Once they got out there, I actually made me do some research about skydiving. And I don't know if you knew this, but I assumed that skydiving would feel like, um, you know, like free falling, like like uh, you know, um, like you jumping know, off a diving board. Yeah, yeah. Or you feel like your belly, you, like it feels like, or going off the um, what's the thing in in amusement parks like the Tower of Terror or something? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, like the sky coaster. Yeah, yeah, like those. Like that feels like weird when you fall down because like your stu- it feels weird in your stomach. But apparently, when you skydive, um, that the because the wind and everything is like holding you up. Um, that you are like literally flying, just uh, flying down, and uh, and uh, it doesn't feel like that. You you just feel like you're floating. Yeah, it's supposed to be the, a really really cool experience. When I uh, did a travel job years ago with the YouTuber, 
with the we went to one of those uh like indoor uh i don't know what to call it they're just like one of those yeah uh, yeah yeah they shoot it but it's all yeah yeah so they put you in the big tunnel they put you in a windsuit in a in a wingsuit and you just uh, fly up and hover it's supposed to simulate free falling and uh yeah it's just a straight pressure like you don't feel like you're just you know like jumping in the pool like that little hang time that feels forever you're it just feels like uh the world is pushing you up uh i guess it has to do with at least with the um i guess with skydiving because i don't know if it's because you're in the plane and you're like moving um Mm -hmm. with the plane and like jumping out of the plane instead of like if you're bungee jumping or something you're Uh you're from a rest to jumping so like yeah like uh uh, you fall faster than like your stomach does, is I guess is what makes that feeling, because um, mm. you it like fall it like comes up and it feels weird. Um, I don't know. I thought it was super cool, and I, it makes me want to st- actually try skydiving. Oh, I hundred percent want to skydive before I die. The only time I actually was like able to skydive, I uh, was gonna be too heavy. It was be- it was a few years ago. Evan and I had been hanging out for a couple years, but they have a weight limit of uh, if you're over uh 240 then you have uh then it's uh they charge you like a hundred dollars extra and it's like more of a of a deal so they recommend being under 240 and at the time i was riding the line and i didn't want to risk it um but uh man it's always been on a on my list of do i i i I just want to know what it feels like to to that's good experience near near death well Uh, it's supposed to not it's supposed to like feel like not yeah the fact that that would be the reason why i wouldn't want to do it is i don't want to feel that weird feeling for an extended period of time but knowing that it's like you're floating and then all you have to and I, when you do it for the first time you have to do it with a, a professional you know yeah it's you're not strapped like you, into yeah it's not like this where the first time you're doing it you have to do it yourself um yeah. so it's pretty it's safe as it can be you can't control where you're going or anything like that uh but you can at least you know experience the view and everything and it's like you have to do so many jumps or whatever before you can go by yourself yeah um and but, they make uh, you pack your own shoot. Apparently, from what Evan told me, is uh, they make you pack your own shoot because yeah, that way you can uh, you don't trust anybody but yourself. And if it messes up, then it's your own fault, and you have to sign all these waivers. No, oh, which is man. scary, but also kind of reassuring if I know I did it right with like a professional over my shoulder telling like if I'm packing it myself, but someone yeah, they're not me gonna let you. Right to they're not gonna let you fucking. Uh, yeah. die. they don't want to die. Um, yeah. Because I mean, they they have to do it with you, don't they? Yeah, you I mean, do they do dropping stuff. With you. Yeah, they do the dropping stuff with you. But if, if what Evan said, like they 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 teach you how to pack your bag, and then you have to pack your own bag. Uh, it's wild and, that that because they're also using it. I guess like that's the thing, thing is you both you're a team, so they have to make sure you do you do it right so they don't yeah. die. Um, that's what he told me it's uh, but uh maybe you don't way, maybe you cool. can do it by yourself but i thought i know and uh, maybe it's different different states um but anyways yeah, yeah, all right different. we're we're <laughs> anyway so the skydiving was dope the bank heists were also dope um i did see also like a some influence with michael mann i thought of heat but Heat came after but i think michael mann has got some dna in this um i really do uh um, what did you think about, um, I don't know the, the, Oh my God, this is the scene I wanted to talk about the football scene with the, with the, oh, car, early, with early the headlights. On? Yeah. With the headlights. Yeah. 
Oh, I was cool. I in in my mind, I was like, if I was there in person, yeah, you'd be able to see no problem. But man, the camera makes it seem like they're just playing in the dark with a bunch of backlights. Yeah, but uh, it but, did. And when it was, it was very lateral. Like they, they it, it was just like because really, they wanted to use it, and they were only on one side, so it was just very side. It was like a side scroller, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they're probably doing because shooting on film back in the day, you need so much light to shoot on film, way more than you need on digital. And uh, so they're probably just like, all right, well, just to make sure we see at least all the silhouettes of everybody, let's just backlight everybody with a row of things and we'll just shoot it like that. So at least we know we see people moving or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's very much I th- it's, it's, it's the only thing I thought it was like, kind of weird. Um, but uh, but I mean, it works. It's uh, and I, I like the ending when they attack when Keanu tackles them into the Patrick Swayze into the ocean. Uh, it like has a nice. It goes a little bit dark, um, but it has this nice thing when it's cutting between the the guys being like, "Yo, what the fuck, blah blah blah," and Patrick Swayze standing up for Johnny Utah. Um, but it was cool. It, was, it but it, it it shot weird. I I think it shot weird. Yeah, I I thought it was different. I thought it was interesting. Like I thought it was. I didn't know if I liked it or not, but I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, probably just a, a a thing for the for for the the like what what they could do with the the technical limitations of the time. Um, yeah, it had style, and like this whole movie, it had it had style. Um, mm-hmm. the, we brought up the surfing stuff, but I was thinking about the uh, like how he's his the board that he has, the first board that he has is like you know an old school board. I looked it up. I forget what they called it, a pig board. Uh, and apparently that's a, a board style from the fifties. Um, and they didn't use that anymore. Um, so they were like making fun of him for his board and, and all that. And, uh, I thought that was interesting. That was cool. Like they, you know, they had to get insider information, you know, they want to make sure they had the right kind of info about it. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, like you brought up rocket power. I feel like a lot of that stuff we got exposed to through that show. Um, but, uh, but there's like a lot of that in this, um, in the first half. And then it kind of, the surfing kind of goes away and then it just becomes about their relationship and, and, uh, and like how it's just about like, in, uh, like adrenaline junkie stuff. Both of these films are about adrenaline junkies. Um, I, uh, 100%. um, yeah, I don't know. Was there any other particular thing, uh, points, uh, or scenes you want to talk about? During the ending, when Patrick Swayze is uh, riding the big Kahuna wave, I'm just gonna call it that because uh, I think that's what it's called in Rocket Power. Uh, the man, he get like I'm expecting this nice like you know g- this big glorious thing where he you know he stands up on the board and the big swell and he he hits it you know at least for like five seconds and then goes down. Motherfucker just stands on the board and immediately goes down. He's the best surfer in that that whole thing. And we watched him, you know, shred oh, the gnar. That was weird too. And uh, he's out there shredding the gnar, bro. And then he just and then he gets what he wants and immediately just head dives down and uh, dies. It's just like I don't know. At least get, like if you're gonna make the point to let him have his wave, I feel like they kind of just. Took the wind I mean, right out of it. Trying by, to kill him. I think he was definitely trying to kill himself. But yeah, I you know what I thought was gonna happen was that he was gonna be able to surf it at first, and he's like mm-hmm. go into the tube, and then just like never come out. Never. Yeah, that would have been sick. That's but, what I was expecting. Yeah, and it was gonna like play magical music. Like he's like, oh, maybe he yeah. teleported away. 
Yeah, and then all the cops would just be like, "Where did he go? We don't see him." Uh, and then Keanu's just walking away through the badge still, and like I cool. know I brought it up already, but okay. Keanu's voice was so—it was like straight up Bill and Ted in the end. But in the yeah. beginning, he was like super stiff. I was also thinking about uh, John. In the beginning, he's very—he's got like slicked hair. It reminds me a lot of uh, Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks, which is just a couple years before this as well. Um, he's like very stiff, and he's very you know prim and proper. Um, but then we find out that he's a quarterback and, uh, he's Mr. High School, Mr. Cool. And, um, his knee, they, he has a knee injury that comes up at uh, various points of the movie. Um, yeah, but, uh, round back, he had to hang up his helmet. I don't know. I like this a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, I think it is very I- iconic is the word that I can, I, I can, I only think of it's been referenced so many times and parodied so many times. And I think it's a, it kind of is a movie that maybe suffers from that a little bit It's being, uh, but also like those are the movies that are very timeless. Um, and there's a reason why like they get referenced even to this day. Yeah. Like I said, in the beginning, I definitely think this holds up. Uh, this is it. There's not really much that, that has changed in this kind in the style of, of, uh, of the modern era compared to of when it comes to like the, the reality portion of this thing, like it all feels uh, timeless. It feels like, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's surfer bro whatever, but it still feels grounded. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think I'm, I wish I would have seen this earlier in life. Uh, it is, it's really good. This is really fucking good. All right. Well, what do you give in point break? I'm giving point break a four and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm giving this is it. right up my alley. Oh, I know. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm giving it a four point zero. But uh, there you have it. Have it, y'all. The only thing that held it back for me was just the. Uh, I didn't like the just like the time skip stuff. I thought it was a little messy, and then uh, the um, we didn't talk about Gary Busey. He was character was. Oh my weird. god! Oh my god! I loved Gary Busey. He's my favorite part of the film. Yeah, he was he's, good. He was good. He's but he was so weird. good. His character's weird a little bit though. Yeah, but in the, all the right ways. Like I love that. Uh, like it's it was, it's like they find the common ground because they both hate their boss, uh, Doctor Cox. Yeah, uh, yeah but it's. But it's Cox. But at the same time, he like wasn't—he was still like giving shit to Keanu, but also like understood that Keanu is taking this seriously. But it's just you know you you gotta you gotta let the the new blood take a crack at some things. Uh, and I love the dynamic. It was yeah, it was just real fun. Um, I, I was so upset. I had a real "If Daryl dies, we riot" moment whenever Gary Busey died. And uh, it was yeah, not yeah, I I did not think I did not expect him to die, but somebody had to. Um, the good yeah. guys. Um, if it's not gonna, and we don't want it to be Laura Petty, um, Lori, Lori Petty. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think the, uh, that Keanu was a little, is a little bit stiff, I think in, in the beginning, but now I realize he was kind of like trying to be, and then so that he, it, it's more drastic of a change as the movie goes on. Um, but I don't know if it kind of, if it worked all the time, it's like quintessential Keanu though. Um, um, I don't know. There's a lot to like, but also it's hard. Like I said, it's hard to tell because there's so much that is like cheesy uh, stuff, and it's like hard to separate that. 
um, uh, from, you know, the style, uh, being, you know, what it was for the time. Um, so yeah, that's why I settled on four. Um, but, uh, but all right, that is that we can move on and to the next, on to the next one, as they say, and with the, the turd locker. Uh, I'm Hold just on. kidding. Hurt. The hurt locker. I kept calling it the turd locker all weekend, but it's not because I didn't like it. Um, so, um, where to begin with the hurt locker? I was a little bit worried, not worried, but interested. I didn't see it when it came out. I knew that it won a couple Oscars. Um, and, uh, I knew it had to do with the Iraq war and, uh, um, I wasn't sure how that would have aged. Uh, you know, sometimes movies like these win a bunch of awards. Crash comes to mind. Not the 90s crash. The 2000s crash comes to mind. It won a bunch of fucking awards at the time, and now everyone says it's dog shit. Um, and there's other examples, but that's like the one of our of our time. Um, and I was a little worried that this might lean that way, uh, being a, a movie about the Iraq War, and uh and whatnot but no i was wrong um it's not perfect in my opinion but also it is super fucking interesting the concept and what it's about and uh and as somebody that is into uh politics and history um and uh, military history also um this kind of satisfies all a lot of that kind of stuff and, uh, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. And this is kind of the movie that Jeremy Renner and Anthony Mackie, you know, got their Marvel guap for, um, they made that, they got that Marvel check because of doing this movie and, and, uh, it definitely is deserved. Um, Jeremy Renner kicks ass and Anthony Mackie is also really, really good. The current captain America. Yeah. Um, but all right, but yeah, what do you what do you think about the the hurt locker? I'm really resisting trying to call it the turd locker. Well, I, I'm I looked I was looking at the budget right now where you're talking, and I am absolutely blown away. They made this for 15 million, and it was an independent production. Not it wasn't studio based, and they 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 made it and then sold it. That's insane because this did not feel like a 15 million dollar movie to me. I thought that this was at least 50. Um, that's nuts. This I love. Okay, sorry, I love this movie. Uh, the second half is is a little slow, but overall, I uh, I was in. I saw this for the first time back when it came out in '08, uh, and loved it back then. It was one of those movies that like uh, so I would have been 15 at the time, uh, but it really stood out. And like it was one of those first kind of things where you're starting to get old enough to really you know recognize emotional weight in movies. And uh, and it was just so there's so much tension the entire uh, uh, the entire way through. And uh, is I I think this might be the the best thing Jeremy Renner has ever done that I've seen, uh, and it might be the only thing I I like of Jeremy Renner Jeremy Renner that I've seen. Uh, I I don't think is, he's a bad actor, but I feel like he doesn't get a lot of great uh, roles. Yeah, I mean the only other thing I've seen him in is the Marvel shit, and I think he's he's a waste of uh, a waste of space in those. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you haven't seen Hawkeye, the television show. And no, nor would I ever want to. It looks so. Uh, and I just come from a Marvel fanboy. But I just. I don't you know. I just, well, you you're not even a fanboy if you haven't seen them all. Oh, that's the thing. I I, I stopped after Endgame. I took a big break, and I, I, it's just hard to get back into. Yeah, you know, you got your pile of shame. 
I got my I got my uh, my bookend with Endgame, and nothing. Everything I've seen thus since then is not as good as anything that's come before it. So I'm gonna I'll, I'm going to very briefly uh, give you my ex- current experience with Marvel stuff, uh, MCU stuff. Is I will get to a point. Endgame was a point for me for a long time, for a while, uh, and I'll stop. I'm like I'm, this is it. I'm sick of this shit. I'm so sick of this cape shit. Uh, uh, it's all dog shit, formula garbage. And then I'd be like, there'll be something that comes out that I'll be like, you know what? I really want to know what happens to this guy or per or girl or whoever. And then I'm like, shit. Well, I can't just jump in and miss all these references to the eight things that came out between this and that. So That's how they I, get you. So then I end up forcing myself to watch, um, you know, everything else. And so I'm currently. Uh, doing that with the television shows. I recently finished Loki. I'm halfway through, or I'm almost to the end, I think, of WandaVision. Um, and, uh, you know, they're all right. That's just all I'm yeah. giving you is they're all right. Yeah, I, I, from what I've seen of the new, I've seen Eternals and Doctor Strange 2 of the movies, and Bo, Doctor, Eternals is kind of is kind of ass, and Doctor Strange 2 is kind of meh, which the only the best part of Doctor Strange 2 is just Sam Raimi's like cinematic style of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Stop. You stop. Sorry. This is not sorry. see this? See this? You opened up Pandora's yeah, box. God you know, damn, you, know, you knew dude. what you were getting into. Oh my god. I always like briefly, I'm just gonna say this. We go back to talking about the fucking movie. And then right, you gotta give a dissertation about phase four. Jeremy uh, Renner. So J- Jeremy Renner has his own oh. app that fans of him can just be on and be a part of to see his everyday life. And I think it's weird. All right. That's, that's how we'll get us back in. The Hurt Locker. Like weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, I didn't have any grudge against him. Or I don't have any problems with him, but so that that would make me. Because um, that's very, weird. It's very weird. He's a very weird guy, apparently, in real life. But anyways, he's fantastic in this movie. Uh, there, I love the, uh, the, you get a little, you get a little, sexual tension between anthony mackie and and jeremy renner in the one scene midway through the movie uh i don't know if you remember what another scene yeah the the drunken yeah every every bro anyone who's been around a bunch of bros masculine bros has probably seen this thing this situation happen before minus like the knives but the knife part but uh but yeah but when jeremy renner was on top of anthony mackie i just kept saying out loud and then they kiss and then they kiss because it looked like it. It just kept yeah, getting more. Yeah, I think we intimate. said something like that. Yeah, th- that's funny that there's also a homoerotic uh, moment in this scene in this movie as well. Um, that's definitely Catherine Bigelow's thing is like telling these kind of emotional stories between men. Um, I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, there's there's yeah. uh, there's definitely something, and then all the, the adrenaline junkie thing is is between the two these two movies, uh, which I guess we'll get into here. Um, so the whole point of the movie is that they are a you know um, a bomb squad essentially. They find IEDs and dis- dismantle them or set them off without killing anybody, and it's very very dangerous. And the opening of the movie, I don't know if you noticed, but Guy Pierce. Oh, was Guy Pierce is in the beginning of the movie as I love Guy Pierce as a red herring uh, because you're like oh shit Guy Pierce is in this he's gonna be around for <laughs> he'll be around for half the movie at least nope <laughs> one scene dies and you're just like oh fuck Guy Pierce he's gone Dude, that he's- opening um so there's two <sighs> there's uh, two of those points in this movie but we'll start with that one for now 
um, where they they uh, got dare I say Snow Dog? Yeah, if you saw their name on the uh, on like you say you saw your name their name on the poster and like yeah, dude, can't wait to see you know Ray Fines and and Guy Pierce and Jeremy Renner and just like no, you're getting cameos. You're getting like a little more than cameos. Um, pretty but much. Yeah. But man, that that opening scene. It grips you. It's it yeah. It's cool. So it's tense. Good. It's tense. It oh is man, tense. yeah. Because once once Guy Pierce dies in that explosion, you like because I was watching with Kylie and she'd never seen it, and her jaw just dropped uh, right when Guy Pierce died, and uh, uh, it's just like, is that is this the movie? Is this what is this what it is? And I was like, oh, we're just getting started. And then Jerry yeah, Riss, uh, I watched it with with my partner as well, and uh, she kept saying that it's very good, but like it's very anxious because mm-hmm. there's so many. Ten- it's a lot of this movie is just like them trying to you know make the right decisions in a calm but stressful, you know, intense stressful moment, um, and not die. And, uh, and it's like, like, it's like four or five of those in this movie and it, you're just like on edge, just waiting to see what happens. There's like the sniper battle. Um, mm. and there's the, uh, um, yeah, the, 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 every bomb is such situations like this case. It's like this case. I kind of like it. It's yeah. all, it's like serialized almost. And then they kind of mm. have the, they have like the, the days left in the tour of duty. Um, loved that. Yeah, I it, it, it makes it, it. It honestly makes it feel a little bit like a uh, television show. Like I feel like I could have watched a Hurt Locker show that just like has this, you know, this is the case of the week thing, you know, yeah. uh, of the bomb squad, the bomb squad case of the week. Um, in a grander uh, sense, like the scale wise, um, I think that it is very interesting to think about you know, just being an occupying force in a non-active war zone. It's like, it, uh, or like it is a war zone. I don't know what the, how they would classify it. Um, but it's not like active war zone. Like it's not armies fighting. It's just, and in, you know, you're occupying a country and there are, um, insurgents or domestic terrorists or whatever you want to call them for one man's terrorist is one man's freedom fighter. You know, like some of those people might not be connected with Al Qaeda. They just might want you to get the fuck out of their country. Um, yeah. it gets very messy and it's like innocent people's lives are put, uh, uh at stake. Um, uh, but also, you know, and, and like also the way this, the soldiers treat the civilians, um, mm-hmm. one, because, some of them, you know, are just assholes and racists. So, uh, some of them, you know, have been hardened uh, because they've been they've seen this shit for a while, and they're you know they know they, they treat people a certain way. Um, <clears throat> but uh, and then I keep thinking about the scene that sticks out to me is the scene with the psychiatrist soldier guy. Oh. Yeah. And he was like trying to be kind to the, to the people and, uh, and whatnot. And they weren't like, it was starting to gather a crowd. So then he ended up resorting to being threatening, like, uh, uh, like the other guys and it's dispersed, but you know, there was one of them left a bomb and he was killed. Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, that, that was, there's good people, you know, probably a lot of good people in that group, but just one guy or one person, comes up and drops a bomb and that's all it takes. Um, and it's just, uh, I think it calluses people and, and Jeremy Renner's character, um, will, I believe his name is, yeah, um, will James, will James. Um, he's become very hardened. 
Um, and he doesn't really th- like. We have one character, Eldridge, who's very you know afraid of dying. Um, and it's kind of uh, you know really um, dwelling on his mortality and all this. Where um, and then Anthony Mackie, his character is pretty even keeled, um, and Will, who's very very good at dismantling bombs, kind of does so uh, with reckless abandon, um, and doesn't really care about, he he wants to do a good job and save lives, but he doesn't care what happens to him. Um, and all, and his actions also put his team at risk, uh, as well. Um, like the one, this is the, the one where Anthony Mackie ends up punching him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause he goes off walkie. Uh, but yeah, there's so much, so much that's done, uh, that character dynamic, having you know, having the straight man, having the the younger, you know, st- skittish guy, but you know, obviously he's still going to do his job. And then the guy doesn't care about anything about himself. Uh, all he cares about is the job or whatever. Uh, it works very well because this isn't a big cast. Uh, it, it's for the most part you're just following these three dudes the entire movie. Um, with little moments here and there to break it up with other people, but. Uh, it creates this like by this like family kind of dynamic by the end of it that uh they, they like Jeremy Renner has like real care for like the kid uh and he you know he 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 takes on more of like a fatherly role or like an older brother role to him like he constantly is telling him like don't worry i'm going to take care of you buddy uh which he obviously doesn't do with Anthony Mackie's character cuz he trusts that they're going to yeah, even he's, though he's if it's uh even though that uh Jeremy Renner is the team leader you don't feel like he's in charge. You feel like Anthony Mackie's in charge because uh, Jeremy Renner is definitely more a, uh, you know, he's just there to do his thing and, and protect what he's got to protect. But like, he doesn't need to be the guy calling the shots. And like, that's where uh, Anthony Mackie's character come in. It's just a really good dynamic. Um, I was going to say earlier, I just love how, uh, how they have so, uh, so many of those high tension bomb diffusing scenes. And you might think, oh, this is, it could be repetitive, but at the same time, that's what these guys do every single day. Every single day is a high octane intensity thing in a hundred degree heat, where any per like you're, there's a bomb at least every day, and every direction you're looking is is a bystander of some kind, and anyone could be a person who could detonate it or be a guy who's being an, a lookout for something or whatever, and it just like it helps. Obviously, we'll never know what it's like to be there. I, I've never served in, in uh, neither of you, and but it it gives the audience a great sense of just, like a little taste of uh, yeah. You have to like be paranoid. Like so, sometimes they think they seem paranoid, and then something does happen, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is why. Yeah, like this is why Jerry Renner is getting punched in the face is because uh, fucking even one person not communicating or doing what they're supposed to do can get everybody killed. Um, I just it was just done so well, and I'm still just blown away by this budget and, and how well it's done. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's uh, the the only thing I would have to say, which we'll get into in a little bit, is just like the first half of this film versus the second half of this film. Yeah, is, uh, I agree. I think the movie kind of falls uh, falls off a bit in the second half. Um, and like I. I kind of get it because it's like you don't want it to just be bomb defusals the entire thing. Yeah, you then need you need something of, else. Yeah. Yeah, but it just it slows it. Down. It takes away too much of the tension because it's like I, I like obviously I feel bad about the kid thing, but I don't I don't care as much as I did about just like the like the team relationship. 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, the yeah, the uh, the movie yeah is really strong when it's focusing on the team stuff. Um, but when Jeremy Renner and even like I did enjoy the stuff with Jeremy Renner's character in the boy. Um, I thought that was cool uh, and whatnot. But and then like I thought it was a twist that he finds that boy a boy dead and he thinks it's the boy and it's not the boy. Um, and uh, I thought that was interesting. But honestly, everything that he did was just like obnoxious, and mm-hmm. he's just getting more and more obnoxious and reckless. And I feel like that his character wasn't really like punished for anything. Um, mm-hmm. like he didn't really get anything for his actions. Um, and then maybe that's like the point. Uh, Eldridge gets shot. That's pretty much the, what, ha- what comes from what he's done. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he goes right back into it in the end. Um, which is the ending, which also I feel kind of weird about. I'm fine with him choosing to go back, but it was just like the way it was done. It was, uh, weird. Um, and Evangeline Lilly was in the ending from Lost, yeah. uh, which was cool. There was, yeah, just actors that were in, in this for small parts. Um, but, yeah, so I don't I'm, know. I don't know. I, I feel like, you you know, they had to do something else for sure. But I don't think mm-hmm. – I think what they did else was, you know, the weakest part of the film. I, I agree, definitely. And I just want to tell you that you were right for our conversation over the weekend – uh, one of James's rounds hits Eldritch in the leg. I'm reading it on the Wikipedia. Wow! Uh, I honestly, you you had, were, you had me convinced, I, but because uh, that made sense, because he'd be limping uh, when they, yeah, he was because he was already being dragged by like not walking when they found like shot the guy. So that's why I took it as. But no, it says uh, it says one of James's rounds shoots him in the leg. It's weird. No. It's weird and unclear visually, which um. But I mean, it would be chaotic in in that. Yeah, the moment meant to feel that way, I think, and it yeah. is. And that leads up to the next thing I want to talk about, which is the cinematography of this. Uh, this is the the shakiest movie of the year, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Uh, it is the whole movie is shot in that like handheld guerrilla docu style, uh, where you're constantly uh, like panning and zooming in, like quick zooms in and out. It's uh, yeah, just keeping it's, it's, it's pace the entire real. movie. It makes it definitely seem a lot more realistic, especially in the more intimate moments. You like notice it more than the mm-hmm. than the scenes outside. I don't really notice it as much. Yeah, but uh, it was to the point where, where where my partner even asked, "Is like, is this supposed to be like uh, like a documentary, like a scripted documentary or type thing or something?" And I was like, "No, this is this, uh, yeah, you know, this is just the way you. she yeah she just chose to do the cinematography, which I think is cool. I think it it." it I like it. I appreciated it. And it was like at moments yeah. like, whoa, this is weird. Like the way it's super shaky, but I think it's cool. And I liked it. Yeah, it definitely elevates the the just everything that's going on in the film, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it just it brings it up to another heightened sense of tension that uh, if you weren't getting enough of it just on what was playing out on screen, the, the way that the camera movement is and everything is going to make you feel frantic. You know, kind of like how Uncut Gems is, like, has a lot of that shaky hand and fast cut just like giving you uh that extreme tension and anxiety uh the whole time mm-hmm. yeah i uh, i don't know i like this i liked it but it's like how much do the the like how how much did me not liking the latter half of the film as much it's not even like the latter half it's like like percentage wise it's probably like 
a third or a quarter. Um, yeah. It's just most of those parts were in the second half. Um, I didn't. I really was into the first half, like all the way. Um, oh, this flies! It flies so quickly. Yeah, we we. So I think we're an hour and a half in, and we just stopped to like uh, get a drink, or some one of us had to go to the bathroom or something, and uh, we were just like astonished that we were that far because we were enjoying it so much. It really like I think uh, it felt feels like a like a. Uh, I know that I really like a movie. When um I don't like I just want it to keep going like I, it could be a TV show to me like I want more um and uh this movie yeah. definitely is it's like weird because as much as I didn't like those some of those parts I I really really liked the movie overall um and uh there's like so much done really really well and I I just think uh, it's a super interesting concept and setting and everything. Like I totally get why this got two Academy Awards because it is, uh, especially of the time, like the uh, in '08. You know what? What else was like that? You you have what Black Hawk Down or uh, or like those other like similar like kind of Iraq Afghanistan era war movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing is like as intimate as this. Nothing is more grand scale stuff. Where this is like, this is just what it's like to be next, like walking with a soldier. Uh, doing bomb defusals. And when and, I think, uh, uh, you know, almost 15 years later and, uh, it's, 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 it's different, but it's, so it like gives you this perspective kind of, um, like you haven't thought about this in a little while. Um, and to be reminded of, you know, the war and what it was like for people. And, um, yes, I mean, it's super interesting. The, uh, the, I was thinking about, one over the weekend, what I would uh, not necessarily say what I would do, but what they could have done to just kind of make those parts in the second half, uh, kind of bring it up a little bit. But it's like because like I get why they do the kid fake out thing because to show he's losing it because it's you know he's is rotate they're towards the end of rotation, uh, and there's just so much grief and bad shit has happened up to that point, um, and uh, and you know it's 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 trying to show Jeremy Reynolds losing his mind. But at the same time, I feel like if you just like have it actually be the boy and they, uh, you know, he has his moment of bringing the kid out, like diffusing the bomb from inside of him, and the kid out or whatever. And then, you know, keep the oil tanker stuff just because it shows more like fucking up on Jeremy Renner saying not taking his team safety seriously. Uh, it would probably shave off like maybe 10 minutes out of the film. And I feel like it might make that second half feel a little better because te- like when you get into that, that length, 10 minutes really m- can make or break something. Um but I don't know because I get it. I get what they're going for. I just don't know if it played out as 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 neatly as it could have. I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely it's a flawed, excellent, like an excellent movie or like really good movie. Um, so it's 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 hard to 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 kind of figure out how I feel about it ultimately. Are you? Is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we score this bad boy? trying to think it's a very small cast it's uh while it is a, a two-hour 10-minute movie it's it's pretty you know you, you're getting a lot of not to say a lot of the same but like it's uh because it, it's done so well but no i i that's really it that's pretty much the only gripes i have or anything with this and and it's just it's so good highly recommend it especially if you're into like war stuff but even if you're not if you just like if you like high uh, tension stuff. If you like uncut gems or something like completely different kind of movie, but also same kind of feel. Uh, 
God, it's so good. So apparently um, there is a, a negative criticism about the film from veterans um, of the war. Particularly, they criticized the scene where, in real life, uh, EOD techs don't conduct dangerous missions as autonomous three-man teams without communications gear. Another thing you'll rarely hear in combat is an EOD E7 suggesting to two or three of his guys that they leave the scene of an explosion in an Iraqi city by saying, come on, let's split up. We can cover more ground that way. Because <laughs> um, I yeah. did have an issue with that tactically. I was like, this makes no fucking sense. And even just like how he was allowed to get back on base and they mm. just let him. Um, you know, like uh, he's yeah. like, oh, I, know, I was at a whorehouse. Like, you know how hard it would be to find a whorehouse in a, uh, in a Muslim country? Like, yeah, it's right? underground shit. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not the same as, as other countries because um, they could be killed. Um, uh, I mean, Oh, sorry, I'm sure you got to do some stuff. Do you got just to you know make it work as a spice movie. it up? Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean it works. I, I get, I, I can see that. I, I can't really comment as not being a non-veteran. Um, but this is interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's supposed to be you know it's about wild ass James. Um. And I think it, it conceptually it works, and I think that's it's not you know it's okay if it's not completely like the, the things that he does are not completely you know realistic. Um, I, I, you know I I don't know I have a problem with that. Um, but all right, I'm ready to give this thing a, a big old score, and I'm gonna give it a one, two, three, four out of five. That's honestly where I'm at with it. I was almost going to give it a three and a half. I think I like Point Break better. I think Point Break is a better overall movie, but I think I just liked... I liked what I liked about Heart Locker a lot. Um, And uh, so I think, yeah. Yeah, the only reason I'm scoring Point Break more than this is just because the pacing is perfect in that movie. Uh, this just the second half kind of has like a little kind of drag moment in like the middle of the second, like right in the beginning of the third act. And, uh, but, but yeah, other than that, it is so good. It is, it is, uh, it is so close to being perfect, but, uh, but point break, I feel like is just a stronger overall movie. That's just better pacing, better characters, uh, a bigger, a little slightly bigger world to, to have more fun in. If that makes sense. Not to say that something that's more fun is necessarily better. Um, but it, uh, it just works. It goes all in on what it's doing and it does it perfectly and damn near perfectly. And this is just super, super good. Like just below in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think it's got too many problems to be, to be any higher than four. Honestly, uh, I, I gave, I was like, it's solidly a four after I watched it. But as we've talked about, I'm like, maybe I should give it a three and a half. Um, it's fine. I pulled up. I will have Google Images up for the video uh, cast, and uh, one of them uh, is a Blu-ray cover for Hurt Locker, and it has a quote. The it has like a, I forgot what they're called, but the review quotes, and it says a near perfect movie. Uh, and I can't see. I can't make out the, the name, but I thought that was. Uh, I thought that was funny because it's great. It, it, I could see reviewers saying that, but not meaning like it's almost almost just perfect it's just like it's a really really good movie but there's just one thing that you know there's like a sections yeah. that are not as good um 
I don't know. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up for the Hurt Locker and Catherine Bigelow. Um, I definitely would be interested in seeing more of her work in the future. Um, mm. That is going to also do it for Boomfest. So uh, um, fire one one more round into the sky. Um, and we will don't do that. But let's don't you kill somebody. But uh, fire off uh, your metaphorical rounds in the sky, and uh, we will be back next year. Um, but we will be back next week with the next episode of Best Boys, and we are gonna uh, we will return to the every other week schedule. Um, but we wanted to really get on it for next week because there is a special movie out already we've been dying to see, and that's Nope. So next week we will be doing Jordan Peele. Uh, we will be doing Get Out and Nope. And then we will be returning to our every other week schedule. Um, and I think once we, I was just thinking about it earlier, is like once we do return, I want to try to restructure things a little bit. Um, uh, I kind of had an epiphany as we were going about this of how we could do things in a, in a, a more you know structured way, like maybe open excuse me open with like a synopsis and then talk about the cast and then talk about you know particular moments that you know we like scenes um and then we could just go full spoilers about like you know spoilers or something or i don't know we can work it out we got time but i've been inspired so uh we'll see you next week Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe on all the things. Make sure you leave a review if you're an Apple person or leave a comment if you're a YouTube person and, and whatnot. Uh, you can follow me at, at Slop Thomas. You can follow us at, at Best Boys Film Pod. You can follow him at, at Corey with a story. You can say it. You can, you can say it. With a K. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, you got anything for him? Stay out of the heat. It's hot as fuck. It's true. It's very hot. Uh, I'm very sunburned right now. I have stripes on my body. Um, But all right. Peace. Peace.